KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. And carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Happy Friday. It is Friday, February 5th. Hope you're doing well. So much to talk about today, and I do hope you can stay tuned for the entire program every single day here on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. It is uh, kind of uh, cold outside. That's the understatement of the century. We had big storms moving through uh, the Midwest, parts of Wisconsin and and Michigan and elsewhere uh, last night. Still a little bit uh, of snow coming down in the Great Lakes area right now. Also some uh, frigid temps across the country out west and moving east as well. So batting down the hatches, as they say, and for the Super Bowl on Sunday down in Tampa, they're saying that there's a 75% chance of not only rain, but thunderstorms and lightning, so that could delay things a bit. So we'll keep you posted here on EWTN. Coming up on the program, always look forward to my chats with Doug Keck, our president and chief operating officer of the network. He lets us know what's coming up, and it's a busy time of year because we are moving into Lent fairly quickly. So look forward to chatting with Doug. That's coming up again just about 15 minutes past the hour after we get through the news. And as you can imagine, every day there's a ton of news that's going on. At the bottom of the hour, a short version of Fact Check Friday. Now, this morning I'm going to do something a little bit differently, and I'm going to go to something that I really encourage you to also check out. And this is, and you've heard me talk about this before, but it's the World Communications Day statements that are issued each year from the Pope. This has been done since Vatican II, and it's an effort for the Church to highlight what the church believes needs to be done in terms of raising awareness in various aspects of the media and media influence. The church has tons of teachings on this topic, and I highlighted many of them in my very first book, Noise, and refer to them quite often. But what I love about the World Communications Day statements is that they're little nuggets, not very long, very readable, but they make very good points about positive things in the media and also things that need to be addressed. And this year is highlighting how reporters need to get back to the basics and how this is an art that's lost. And a lot of people don't know this because the media are not letting folks know that they no longer, and this is even pre-COVID, there are many in the newsrooms who no longer think it necessary to go out and actually talk to people in person at a scene because of social media, because so many things are carried live via Facebook or other social media platforms, it's very easy for reporters to sit and listen to a press conference or follow a development live online, as opposed to being out there with the people. Big mistake. You don't get the full perspective. And I was really glad that the Pope is talking about this. And that's part of the problem we have, because if you're not getting out and you're not experiencing the world from another perspective, you're going to have a very limited world view and you're not going to understand what the people out there are going through. And therefore, you're not going to be able to express their concerns and the story is even going to be more biased. It's not rocket science. Get out of your chair. Go do your job. Go talk to people. What a concept. Anyway, we'll talk about that in Fact Check Friday. And yes, I'm passionate about it because that's what I did for 20 years and had a very good conversation about this very thing 
with three of my dear friends, including Vanessa Denhagarmo from Epiphany and Ave Maria Radio and a regular guest host here on Catholic Connection. She and I actually met covering stories. I don't know if it was, I can't remember if it was a barricaded gunman or a fire. I don't know, but we would often, you know, spend time chatting. But I'll talk a little bit about that coming up at uh, bottom of the hour, 28 minutes past the hour. And then, since we are kicking off National Marriage Week, the USCCB has a beautiful, beautiful website dedicated to this. And I have tons of resources, by the way, on my Facebook page and ideas. We just put out a newsletter, an e-blast about this. How to Celebrate National Marriage Week. Ken and Sidney Castell have been with us before. They do couple prayer. They're based here in the Archdiocese, but couple prayer has now gone all around the nation. It started here in the Archdiocese of Detroit years ago at the World Marriage Day dinner, but it is now around the world. And it's so sad for me because normally this Sunday, Deacon Dom and I would be emceeing, as we always did, the beautiful World Marriage Day dinner that we do, which is very unique to us here in the Archdiocese of Detroit. And you know who was supposed to be our speaker this year? Dr. Ray Garendi. Such a bummer that we can't have it. We usually get anywhere from four to 700 people. Last year, I think we had five or 600 people. It was great. We have dancing and an affordable dinner. And the beautiful couple that have been very involved in organizing everything, Fran and Rich Walden, have been emailing me, and that's just kind of different because we've been involved in this for so long. Anyway, there are other things you can do for marriage and for your marriage and to support the sacrament. We'll talk about that with Ken and Sidney Castell. That's coming up at 39 minutes past the hour. And speaking of your marriage, Ken and Sidney were with us last year for the Good News Cruise 2020 I mentioned yesterday we've got one coming up in 2022. They'll share their thoughts on their experience on the cruise and why they decided to go and what it meant to them. That's coming up as well during our discussion with Ken and Sidney Castell from Couple Prayer. Right now, already six minutes past the hour, a very busy morning with news. Let's see what's happening in and around our world on your Friday, February 5th, 2021. In an interview with EWTN Pro-Life Week, Life Weekly that will air next week on the Pro-Life Weekly program, Representative Chris Smith of New Jersey saying the movement will be tenacious, respecting those with whom they even have profound disagreements. He's a leading pro-life member in Congress and facing a Democratic majority in the House and an effective Democratic majority in the Senate as well, with 50 seats plus Kamala Harris available to cast that tie-breaking vote. He explained he has been in the pro-life movement for 48 years and knows that so many people who used to be pro-abortion came over to our side, noting that former abortionist Bernard Nathanson eventually joined the pro-life movement. Last week, President Biden reversing the Mexico City policy, Chris Smith talking about this as well, allowing for funding of international pro-abortion groups and U.S. family planning and global health assistance. And meanwhile, Biden addressing yesterday's virtual national prayer breakfast, urging Americans to lift each other up. He again spoke of the influence of his Catholic faith, but continues to take numerous actions that directly counter church teaching. He has already, for example, allowed for U.S. funding of international pro-abortion groups, while also taking steps toward funding domestic pro-abortion groups as well. And the White House on Thursday also reaffirming its commitment to funding Planned Parenthood and supporting the Equality Act. That's a bill opposed by the U.S. bishops. At Thursday's press briefing, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki asked if President Biden would stand by his promise to sign that act within his first 100 days in office. And she said he stands by it, noting that Congress would need to pass the bill first. 
Catholic groups supporting a measure advancing in Virginia, the state Senate narrowly passing a bill to abolish the death penalty. The bill's sponsor says there are concerns that racial minorities and people with diminished mental capacity are disproportionately sentenced to death. Elisa Z tells us a group of African-American Republican lawmakers want the National Museum of African-American History and Culture to honor Catholic Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Freshman Representative Byron Donalds of Florida wrote a letter that was signed by numerous others saying in part that the current exhibit at the museum falls short of representing Thomas. Donald wrote, quote, Black history transcends political correctness and partisanship. Overall, he says, the museum honors its mission, but it is unfortunate to see pitfalls likely driven by irresponsible bias. Catholics across the globe will take part in an online prayer marathon on Monday, marking the World Day of Prayer Against Trafficking. The prayer will span time zones from Oceania to the Americas on February 8th, the International Day of Prayer and Awareness Against Human Trafficking and the Liturgical Memorial of St. Josephine Bakita, patron saint of human trafficking survivors. The seven-hour global prayer marathon will be broadcast live via live stream with translations in five languages, including English. The broadcast will include a message from Pope Francis, who instituted the annual Day of Prayer back in 2015. At a U.S. Embassy to the Holy See event in October, experts reported that online exploitation of victims of human trafficking has increased amid the coronavirus pandemic. A House Republican who voted to strip Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia of her committee assignments yesterday, noting he's previously called for similar action against Democrats, such as Ilan Omar, who made controversial remarks. Representative Mario Diaz-Balar from Florida, one of 10 Republicans to vote in favor of the action against Green. In a Twitter thread explaining the decision, he noted that Green's past remarks were unacceptable, but added there were also members that he's consistently said should also be removed from committee assignments for their irresponsible and inflammatory speech. Meanwhile, Tom Cole of Oklahoma agreed or said there seems to be a major double standard on the part of Democrats when it comes to the speech they say is dangerous. I would remind the majority that several of their own members have engaged in activities or made comments that Republican members find offensive and inappropriate. Meanwhile, Senator Lindsey Graham from South Carolina expressing concern yesterday about long-term consequences that could arise following the push for House Democrats to remove the first-term Taylor Greene from her committee post. The San Jose Police Department believes it prevented a major tragedy by stopping a 21-year-old man who threatened to shoot up a mall earlier this week. Police say once they arrived, the operation was not as simple as rushing in for an arrest. And we also wanted to make sure we went in there without causing, you know, an alarm, paranoia. I mean, the last thing we want is a stampede of people trying to get out of a location which can do more damage. The investigators confirming the Seaside, California resident arrested while carrying a loaded gun inside San Jose Westfield Valley Fair Mall on Wednesday afternoon. A loaded assault rifle also found inside his car along with several extra bullets. He allegedly threatened violence at the mall during a Snapchat live stream. A viewer in Santa Cruz County alerted authorities who are now praising that person for likely saving lives. The motive behind the threat still remains unclear. And just days after thousands of concerned students, parents, and coaches gathering in Michigan State Capitol for yet another rally against severe COVID restrictions involving the state's ban on indoor contact sports, that ban has now been lifted, and it will be over as of Monday. The governor, along with the Human Services Director, Elizabeth Human Health and Services Director, Elizabeth Hertel, made the announcement yesterday afternoon. 
We plan to release additional guidance by Monday to help teams and families prepare and comply with these new rules. This guidance will include a recommendation that attendance be limited to two spectators per athlete. The governor is also facing a major lawsuit regarding those closures. Bills seeking to reform some Utah police policies are getting a mixed reception in the state legislature. Captain Jake Subi of the Ogden Police Department in Utah saying body cam footage available within 10 days could be problematic for some Utah departments. The amount of work, time and effort that would go into being able to release those um, would honestly be uh, not possible for many of the smaller agencies and even for an agency of Ogden City size. The House Law Enforcement and Criminal Justice Committee tabled that bill as well as one that would allow cities to form civilian review boards for their police departments. Grocery store owners in California are suing the city of Oakland for ordering an additional hero pay of $5 an hour for employees. Ron Fong from the California Grocers Association arguing it will force some difficult decisions. Closing their store, reducing store hours, raising prices. Neither of those three choices are good ones. We would have to pass on the extra expense to our customers. Long says grocers have already invested millions of dollars to remain open and implement safety measures, which he doesn't think is being taken into account by lawmakers. A 45-year-old Detroit man free from prison after spending more than half his life locked up for a murder he did not commit. Larry Smith was free yesterday after Wayne County prosecutor in southeastern Michigan, Kim Worthy, and her office's Conviction Integrity Unit investigated the death of Kenneth Hayes. Now I'm hopeful today as an exonerated man whose suffering has produced love that my experience would not go in vain and can help fix this broken criminal justice system. One eyewitness testified about seeing someone running away from the scene, but no evidence connected the then 19-year-old Smith to the crime. He had been serving life without parole. Michael Kastner tells us about an 11th grader from Honolulu who's the suspected mastermind behind a nationwide cell phone hacking scheme. The 16-year-old boy was arrested on Wednesday and faces three felony charges that could put him in jail for up to 20 years. High school hackers accused of gaining access to cell phones and using vital information stored on their SIM cards to hack into the owner's bank accounts and other sensitive entities. The Better Business Bureau calls this complicated con a SIM swap and warns that it can disable people's cell phones. This Sunday, Tom Brady gunning for his seventh title, but this time with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Meanwhile, the Kansas City Chiefs trying to become the first team to repeat as Super Bowl champs since Brady did it with the Patriots back in 2003 and 2004. NFL executive Troy Vincent saying that a woman uh, referee, well, it's going to be a very, very important move. NFL referee Sarah Thomas will be the first woman to officiate a Super Bowl after the NFL announced last month that she will be the game's down judge. She shared with reporters what it meant to make history. I'm truly honored and humbled to be a part of this year's Super Bowl group. In addition to Thomas, the Tampa Bay side will have the first two female assistants to coach in a Super Bowl. And speaking of the Super Bowl, as we mentioned at the top of the hour, weather could sideline both the Chiefs and the Bucks on Super Bowl Sunday. Forecasters in Florida predicting a 75% chance of rain in Tampa, including the possibility of thunderstorms. If thunder and lightning roll on in, once a game starts, it could be a long night for everyone. Fifteen minutes past the hour. It's a Friday morning. Great to be with you every day here on the EWTN 
Global Catholic Network. Coming up, our Chief Operating Officer and President, Doug Keck. Always great information to keep you in touch in terms of what's coming up on the schedule. So you can mark it down, get your DVR ready, plan your schedule around all the great programming we have here. And more on that coming up on a Friday. This Ave Maria program is brought to you in part by the nonprofit CMF Curo. If you're facing uncertainty with your current health care plan, now is the time to join CMF Curo. You can join any time during the year, and CMF Curo offers flexible Catholic health care solutions for individuals, families, and employers. CMF Curo is your personal health care advocate. Contact them today at MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Over the last 50 years, we've had some of the greatest popes since the Reformation era. So why are things such a mess in American Catholicism? How do we analyze and confront the attacks we're facing? How do we identify wolves in sheep's clothing? How do we re-evangelize the baptized? Dr. Ralph Martin makes sense of a church in crisis and shows pathways forward. He'll make sense of a disordered world. Go to AveMariaRadio.net and you'll find it in our online bookstore. I didn't take my faith seriously, which which probably means I I never really got it to begin with. No, I didn't want to give up sin. I mean, the reason we sin is because sin is fun, but it's it's self love sin. But it's amazing with God's grace how easy trying to not sin it really is. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile. Everyday living. Effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. minutes past the hour this sunday is national marriage week and then of course and uh let's see what's day the fifth about 12 days i believe lent starts i can't believe it stay tuned to ewtn radio and tv and all of our cool stuff online great programming coming up and today is no exception so what's on the schedule what do you want to talk about this morning and happy well, friday one, one thing since you're talking about marriage you know my wife and i were involved with marriage encounter as so were we team for long island yeah. for about five years and so uh, i salute marriage encounter world marriage day we used to have those as well on yep. long island so mm-hmm. i support all the people who are supporting marriage especially in a world where people uh you know, are not being supported elsewhere in the culture, and it's a great way mm-hmm. for people to get together when you usually can, uh, as you were describing, uh, having that kind of thing where you can get to uh, right. be with other people. It's kind of like listening to EWTN radio and your show and watching EWTN is to realize you're not alone, alone. With, like, mm-hmm. with actually trying to live out your faith. So we've got, uh, and as we kind of tiptoe out of uh, into February here, Vulnerable, the Euthanasia Deception. Uh, Kevin Dunn up in Canada made a fine documentary uh, that kind of uh, is kind of the end of our overflow of our pro-life programming uh, for the month of January. So people can check that out. That's uh, basically on tonight, I believe, at, yes, at 8 p.m. Eastern. We've got a new program on Maximilian Colby, uh, 
that will be airing tomorrow night, or actually tomorrow morning at 10.30 a.m. Eastern, Militia of the Immaculata, so that's a new program. Uh, We're also, obviously, we tend to salute uh, a lot of black Catholics in the month of February, so we're running our Bikita part one of the Bikita movie. Which oh, that was nice such movie. a good movie. Really I loved nice it. Movie. Yeah. So that's uh, tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Uh, and so we've also got a bunch of programming as you were looking towards next week. Of course, um, the week before, we've got on the 11th uh, a lot of Lord's programming. Mm. Uh, we've got a programming uh, that was actually done with uh, Father John Paul and Father Joseph. Uh, a five-part miniseries will be airing. Um, starting on the 11th, so people can look for that on having to do with Lords, and we're also carrying some of the events, a virtual pilgrimage experience on the 11th, also a Mass from there on the 11th, very early in the morning, and also we're bringing back uh, classic meditation on Our Lady of Our Lords by the one and only Father Benedict Groeschel of, of great memory, and uh, on EW10 Live, Father John Tregilio and Father Ken Brigenti will be on. Uh, talking about Web of Faith, too. And, of course, Father John has recently uh, taken the Monday slot on our open line and has been to uh, great accolades and great success. And uh, we've also got, uh, on the 11th, the Mass of Ordination Installation, Monsignor Larry J. Kulik as the uh, Sixth Bishop of Greensburg. So that's just a little bit of what you can check out on EWTN.com. And don't forget, so many of our programs are basically available on demand now. And I think I was watching uh, the March for Life coverage. Everything looked great. Everything seemed to go really well. No problems, and everything. Was yeah, the team does a great job, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. it's you know the whole idea was to totally transition to DC, and and it worked quite well. And obviously, Catherine's a great pro life uh, spokesperson, and uh, of course, we missed you, but. Uh, and you can't have everything in these COVID days, so you have to make do. But I think... Uh, Hopefully that, I'll come back next year. You won't forget about me. Considering all of it, I think uh, they did a super job of, of keeping yeah. that in front of people. And, and, and respecting the fact that, uh, you know, not only were there COVID concerns, but there were also, I think, uh, yes. very uh, real Valid. concerns mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. There, there could be people using this as an opportunity to disrupt and, and point fingers again about all the... You know, the crazy uh, right-wingers who are out there, especially those pro-life nuts. Yes, exactly. All of us, you know, we're so we're so uh, wacky. But there seem to be quite a few people. I, mean, I know it was a small select mm-hmm. group that were invited, but from what I, I did speak with uh, Janet Morana shortly after the march, and it was kind of, it was all over the place because of the security and the way they had right. the, the different things set up. But she said there were people that were waiting. It was so sweet. They were waiting for the pro-life leaders to arrive, and they kind of joined in behind them right. uh, and the security. So I don't know how many, if they had a number, but it looked like a nice turnout. Uh, obviously, yeah, well, there were people, years, obviously, but, yeah. who were not going to be deterred and, and, in the, and could make that decision for themselves. And what's good about that is is that that's not something where you feel like, well, the march is happening, I need to be there, by saying, let's do it virtually. Uh, if you were a person and you were in a situation, whether, you know, because of um, your age bracket or because of, uh, you know, your your level of intensity and involvement in the movement, um, you could make that decision, then you could do that. And meanwhile, the people who were uh, unable to do that or would have felt bad about the fact that they couldn't go, uh, I think that was a, a good decision for them to do that virtually. Watch that or try and participate if you could in, in a local march like right. they had in Birmingham, et cetera, and different places around the country. 
We had big ones in, and really big ones in Michigan because the people couldn't go down because we usually send right. a ton of buses down. But we had we had the uh, folks from Right to Life of Michigan on with me. I think it was um, Thursday before the mm-hmm. march, uh, and they said they had big turnouts. But one right. of the things I wanted to mention was even though the coverage was done differently this year, I'm going to be talking about this in in the next segment. But you still had people hitting the streets, actually talking to people that were there, which makes all the difference. You still had people on the ground. Right, exactly, and I and I think uh, it, it gets more coverage because of the various outlets that are out there these days. It can't be ignored as much, and uh, so I think it's very positive. And I think it's also as as you've said many times in our other pro life programs, and certainly all of us is, uh, and even on other levels, just uh, you know coming out of this election and, and dealing with a lot of things being decided and decisions being made not only related to, you know, uh, abortion, but the whole life issues, uh, you know, especially from a negative side in, in things like, you know, this whole transgender stuff, mm-hmm. which is why we made the, uh, you know, wolf in sheep's clothing, the gender agenda. Uh, uh, I think that uh, if you haven't seen that documentary, I think it'll help you understand what's going mm-hmm. on right now. Uh, and, uh, you know, those are all problematic things. I think, unfortunately... Until more people out there find their own individual lives being impacted uh, going forward, I don't think people quite realize the level of control that's being exercised or being planned on on people's free speech. Uh, and even ultimately, in the world we're living in now, what you can virtually think. Mm-hmm. Did you see the story? The New York Times actually had a piece, not that that's a reliable source, but... Uh, it was very pro on this that they're encouraging there are people encouraging uh, the White House to have a truth czar. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Talk out about of, right out of Orwell. Nineteen eighty-four. Yeah. Right. And, and mm-hmm. a little uh, mixed in with a little bit of uh, Brave New World. Yeah. I mean, it's a, you, 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 people say, well, this is ridiculous, but you know, I don't mean to say anything, but my guess is uh, that's what the communists, uh, the Bolsheviks. Uh, wanted everybody to believe in 1917. That's what the Nazis wanted people to believe, which is, oh, this these people, uh, it can't get that far. It yeah. can't get that bad, but it can. Need to open our eyes, keep our eyes yep. focused on Christ, but be aware. Doug, thank you so much. Great programming. Have a good weekend, and we'll talk next week. Take care. We'll be right back on Catholic Connection on a Friday. teaches that Jesus Christ Would you like to help mothers in need? Then save the date for the Dallas-Fort Worth Christ Child Society for the love of the baby Sip and See. This fundraiser benefiting the Petty Place and the expansion of the CCS Layette Program will take place on Saturday, February 6th from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. at St. Philip the Apostle Parish in Louisville. To register and for more information, email ccsdfwinfo at gmail.com. That's ccsdfwinfo at gmail.com. Looking for a Catholic university where the greatest works of Western and Catholic tradition are the foundation for learning, all in an environment that is faithful to the magisterium? Recommended by the Cardinal Newman Society, the University of Dallas offers an exceptional liberal arts education, preserving the wisdom of the past while preparing students for world-changing futures. Academically excellent, always faithful. Apply today at udallas.edu. 
Please join us in praying for the intercession of Immaculate Mary, patroness of the United States, through a patriotic prayer hour. Our church, country, and families are facing many challenges. Strong faith and prayers are needed to overcome and to nourish the hope for peace in our hearts, homes, and country. A patriotic rosary will be held at St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth, focusing on prayer for our nation and for our church on Monday, February 22nd from 7 to 8 p.m. Did you know the Knights of Columbus was founded by a priest to provide for widows and orphans? This was Father McGivney's primary concern in 1882 at our founding. Today, the Knights of Columbus has grown into a Fortune 1000 company that has over $24 billion in assets and well over $111 billion of life insurance in force. Doesn't your Catholic family deserve to be protected by a Catholic company that has your morals and faith in mind? Join today online and discover our Catholic difference at Knights.net. Answer with Father John Ricardo. John chapter 11, verses 21 to 26. This is the story of Lazarus. Lazarus has died. Lazarus is one of his best friends. Just before this passage, we hear the news that Martha and Mary send word to Jesus that the one you love is sick. And the next line in the scripture is, Now because Jesus loved Martha and Mary and Lazarus, he stayed where he was. His friends in need, he can heal. They've seen him heal before. And yet somehow, because he loves him, he stays. And Lazarus dies. And then Jesus shows up three days later and is greeted by Martha and Mary, who confront him with the words, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would never have died. Rather applicable for many of us in our lives. We ask the Lord to do one thing because we're certain it is what we think is best. When in fact, he has something which far surpasses what we asked for. The challenge is, in waiting for that to happen, we go through very trying times, which oftentimes makes us wonder, does he really care? Almost 30 minutes past the hour. I hope you're having a very good Friday. I want to encourage you to check out the World Communications Day statements. I say this every year, and I know that it's um, hard for folks to remember because there's so much to, to learn about our faith, but I really want to encourage you. You can just do a Google search for World Communications Day Statement 2021. These come out every year on the anniversary in January of the Feast of St. Francis de Sales as a patron saint of journalists. It's been something that's been done for decades since Vatican II. In Amorifica, that's another good document to read related to the documents from Vatican II all about the media. I quoted extensively in my first book, Noise. But anyway, these World Communications Day statements are great because, as I said at the top of the hour, they're little nuggets that gives you an idea of how the church gives us a response and understanding of everything at our disposal in God's beautiful earth. And the church has always said, and Pope Paul VI, St. Pope Paul VI said back at Vatican II time, that the church would be sorry before the Lord if she did not use the media wisely. So the church doesn't say all the media are bad, let's throw the baby out with the bathwater, but the church is, is very in tune regarding the dignity of the human person and how the media can affect us both positively and negatively. Obviously, one of the biggest biggest things that we can use the media for is to do what we do here every day at Ave Maria and EW Chan, and that's evangelize. And thanks be to God, during the whole COVID crisis, we were still able to do that, although in somewhat of a limited capacity, depending on where you lived and what the situation was, because of the Internet, it enabled us to stay in touch with one another. So the message for the 2021 World Communications Day Statement has to do with John 1, 
46, where Jesus says, come and see. And what he's encouraging reporters to do is something that they should be doing anyway. And you, you, you heard the segment that Doug and I just did talking about this year's coverage of the EWTN March for Life. Now, normally I would be down there with Damon Owens and we'd be there all day long going up and down Constitution Avenue, spending a good hour or two prior to the march behind the rally stage, interviewing guest after guest after guest with their great pro-life stories and witness about their ministries, uh, whatever they're involved in, we'd try to highlight it. And then we split up with our camera folks, and I'm always with the wonderful Mike Solari, and then we go up and down Constitution Avenue back and forth and do live interviews. That is literally hitting the streets, as the Pope is talking about. And EW10 still did that, although at a limited capacity because the march was much smaller, so it did not require the amount of reporting because it wasn't that many people there. It was very small, but they still were there interviewing people that showed up, including the pro-life leaders. That is so important. That is journalism 101. You go out to a story, something is happening, you talk to the people that are involved. And yet, unfortunately, part of the reason we're seeing such a limited view of the world is because there is, quite frankly, a laziness. And I saw this beginning when I was still in the media back in the 90s, and I left the secular media completely in the year 2000, where reporters were just getting really, really lazy. And my friend Vanessa Denhagarmo, who went from the secular media into public relations working for uh, the county executive in Wayne County before she started her own communications and moved into Christian media, said she knew things were were getting really bad when she saw reporters literally taking her press release that she wrote verbatim and printing it. Now, of course, if you're someone who's handing out a press release, that's technically great for you because there's no challenge to what you're saying. But trained as a journalist, Vanessa's saying, this is nonsense. So she called up the reporter and she said, you know... um, I appreciate this. I mean, obviously, you know, we like it when you publish our our stories, but you don't want to talk to the Wayne County executive. You don't want some quotes. You don't want to talk to me. No, no, we're fine. So they just took it verbatim and ran it. That's not reporting. And that's happening more and more. And again, this is pre-COVID. Now there are some limitations in the newsrooms for that because some people can't leave because there's so much responsibility and it's doubled up because there's fewer employees because of layoffs. It's a long story, but no pun intended. But that initial understanding of reporting has been lost, and the Pope is recognizing this. He talks about in one of the paragraphs, he literally says, hitting the streets. Let us look first at the great issue of news reporting. Insightful voices have long expressed concern about the risk that investigative reporting in newspaper and television, radio, and webcasts is being replaced by a type of reporting, and Joan Lewis and I actually touched upon this last week, that adheres to a standard, often tendentious narrative. This approach is less and less capable of grasping the truth of what's happening, things, and the concrete lives of people, much less the more serious social phenomena or positive movements at the grassroots level. The crisis of the publishing industry risks leading to a type of reporting created in newsrooms in front of personal, right, personal or company computers and on social networks without ever hitting the streets meeting people face-to-face to to research the stories, 
to verify certain situations firsthand. That's what we were taught in journalism school. And there is nothing like going out to a scene. If there's a breaking news story, if you're going to a neighborhood, if you're going to a city council meeting to cover an issue being discussed, getting both sides of the story, seeing the temperament of the people there. What is it like? What are they feeling? What are they saying? Did they bring their kids with them? Why are they so upset? What's going on? As opposed to just watching it on some sort of a feed. But this has been lost. And so what also happens if you're not there hitting the streets is you tend to view everything, again, through your own perspective and bias. And since there's so much, as Bernard Goldberg, formerly of CBS News, who was the one who first started talking about this some 20 years ago, there is a definite bias in the newsrooms, and there's a group think. Everyone thinks like me, and if they don't, there's something wrong with them. And we're seeing this reflected in a big way right now in our media coverage, where people think everyone, as Doug just said, you have to think like me. We are going to tell you how to think. And if you don't, we're going to make you suffer for it. And this is an extension of that. If more reporters did their basic one-on-one job of getting out there, talking to people, getting the who, what, where, when, why, and how, and did their own fact checks, we'd be in a much different situation. That's a lost art, and we need to get it back. That's our Fact Check Friday for today. Check out the Holy Father's World Communications Day Statement. You can just Google it or find it at the Vatican website. Catholic News Agency did a great summary of it last week. We'll be right back, and we are going to give you great ideas for your marriage, starting with couple prayer. Stay tuned. Father Ignacio Overa from St. Patrick Parish in Dallas and founder of Faith Fitness Ministry has begun a new ministry called Pints with Padre where he invites all to come to events to grow deeper in their faith, meet new friends, and have a drink. The next Pints with Padre event will be Wednesday, February 10th at 7 p.m. at the KC Hall in Dallas. All are invited to come and learn about the topic of the spirituality of the laity. Hello, it's Todd Sluter, licensed professional counselor with Epiphany Counseling and longtime sponsor of GRN. I have been blessed to work with many individuals, couples, teens, and families in our diocese for the past eight years, incorporating counseling principles with authentic Catholic values. God wants you to have a greater sense of joy and purpose. If you or someone you know are struggling to find purpose, stuck moving forward with goals in life, or a relationship is not working, you may need to seek a counselor to help regain hope and healing. You may get in touch with me at 469-556-8336. Would you like to support Catholic Radio while visiting one of our local Catholic bookstores? Juanita Galindo will be at St. Francis Family Bookstore in Grand Prairie on Sunday, February 21st from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. on the property of Immaculate Conception Parish in Grand Prairie. Anyone who purchases five car raffle tickets for $100 for a chance to win the Mercedes-Benz on March 5th will be put in a mini-drawing for a chance to win a hand-painted image of St. Therese courtesy of St. Francis Family Bookstore. That's Sunday, February 21st, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. 
Hi, this is Norma Dwayne with My Mutual Mortgage, a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. My husband, Bob, and I have been longtime supporters of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are praying for our country and all that are affected by the coronavirus. The drastic fluctuations in the market have caused mortgage rates to drop to record lows. If you'd like an analysis of your current mortgage rate, payment, or term, we can be reached at 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. My Mutual Mortgage is an equal housing lender, NMLS 12901. Welcome back, Catholic Connection, wrapping up a Friday morning with two of my favorite people in the whole wide world, Ken and Cindy Castell from the Archdiocese of Detroit and Couple Prayer, which began right here in Motown, but has now spread far and wide around the country and the world. And I know that you two lovebirds have some great suggestions for couples, especially with Lent coming up. Good morning. Thanks for coming in studio this morning. Really appreciate it. Oh, good morning, T. Thanks for having us. What an opportunity to share some really great news with a lot of couples out there. And Signe, always great to see you, sweetheart. Uh, thank you. Good morning. This is a joy to be with you today. All right. So, Ken, let me go back to you. Let's talk about what's coming up. And, and for couples, maybe, well, first of all, let me ask you this. You guys have been doing this ministry now for a, a couple of years. When you think about COVID, what are you hearing are, are the struggles of couples right now? What do you think? Yeah, it, it's twofold. Uh, a lot of couples are struggling more than ever um, just because of the stress of unemployment or questionable employment and you know ill health of family members, uh, kids at home, and they're worried about their socialization and trying to manage their online learning uh, and just spending so much more time together with your spouse. And that can create some stress if you don't really know who your spouse is. Uh, you typically used to spend in a couple hours a day at the end of the day, uh, but to be there all day long, it's putting some stress. Yeah. But on the other side of the coin, it's I think a lot of couples are starting to realize how much they need each other. And they're, they're looking for ways to draw closer together, uh, to, you know, to, to fight what we're fighting against in COVID and the impact it's having on society and normal life. So there's, there's ups and there's downs. We've heard some great stories from couples that have used this time to start drawing together and, and praying together and talking together more and communicating at a deeper level. And that's what, you know, couple prayer helps people to do as well. And Signe, in terms of what's happening right now for couple prayer, what are you offering in terms of suggestions, being that Lent is right around the corner? Well, I guess our uh, our best suggestion is to consider using the six-week series that we have on DVD. Um, so we've actually just uh, kind of updated a, it a little bit, and uh um, so that is really uh, most effective. We would say if you can um, possibly do it with some other couples, uh, we're not doing it uh, in the big group in the parishes like we've been able to because of COVID. Uh, but uh, there's great alternatives, even if you did it on your own. Um, but to get other couples along uh, with it so that together you can kind of uh share your experience of kind of breaking ground and uh getting comfortable with praying together um it's it's just so life-changing and life-giving and like ken said you know we're aware of some couples who going into this time of the year uh last year found themselves 
in some serious trouble in their marriage. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. one of them, I mean, I don't, uh, you know, I want to honor uh, the friendship and the confidentiality, but it was just after the first um, session that we did through AOD online mm. that kind of, uh, broke through to them and enabled them to face a really difficult situation that was going on. And we are just so thrilled that God worked with that little introduction and, uh, they're back together. They are more in love than ever in over 30 years. And, you know, this is what praying together as a couple can do. Right, right. And I think, and by the way, if you're just joining us, it's uh, 43 minutes past the hour talking to Ken and Sydney Castell from Couple Prayer. I think sometimes we like to convince ourselves that the devil we know is better than the devil we don't know, that if we just stick in our situation, we're okay, we have an okay marriage or maybe even a good marriage. But the work or the breakthroughs that we could have by taking efforts such as couple prayer, which really isn't, I mean, it's its not very complicated. It's not rocket science. It's just a matter of making time for it and being open. But the breakthroughs that you can have to a different level of, of spiritual intimacy and just a greater love for each other in a marriage, I think sometimes people may be afraid of that. Ken, your thoughts? Yeah, you're right on target. You know, our Lord came to give us abundant life, not right. not mediocre or tolerable life, but abundant life. And to simply be going through the motions of a good marriage or to simply get along as best we can is not what marriage was intended to be. And praying together as a couple strengthens every single measurable um, satisfaction uh, point on a marriage. Uh, it is, it's just the, the relationship that we're supposed to have. Putting Jesus at the center of our marriage is what makes that all happen. You actually described our marriage, Teresa, mm. um, in that description. And it was after 30 years of being married uh, to each other uh, you know, Ken was thrilled with everything, but I just found that, you know, it was just, uh, it was good enough. And I thought, oh my goodness, you know, God willing, we've got another 30 years of marriage and good mm-hmm. enough is not good enough. You right. know, I just yeah. knew that God uh, intended for more, more intimacy and unity and joy um, and passion in our marriage. And it was through starting to pray together that we discovered that. And it wasn't, and I, I still didn't see it, even when we started praying together. But mm-hmm. it, after three weeks, after actually after two weeks of praying together, in the third week of the series, the, the light bulb went on. And I finally understood what Signe was talking about as our feeling disconnected from each other. And from that moment on, it changed everything. It changed our lives and right. got us so fired up about the ministry that we ended up devoting a lot of our life to, you know, to promoting it and, and doing what we can to introduce other couples to the, the joy of praying together. So if couples want to get started, Ken, where do they go for the information? Okay, I think the best way to do this is to go to our website, couplepray.com. Uh, and then go to the uh, order tab. Uh, and we put out, we, we had to increase the price a bit uh, because of, you know, uh, increased cost, production cost of the DVD series. But from now through February 14, we're uh, offering a $20 discount 
using the promotion code TT. Um, <laughs> thanks to you, <laughs> dear sister. Uh, That's but if, cute. If you go to coupleprayer.com, you can purchase uh, the DVD series, which is really the most effective way. It's a six-week series, and we like to promote it. You know, husbands, think about getting this for your wife for Valentine's Day. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Instead of flowers or chocolate. Well, no, I would yeah. say add the flowers or chocolate. Let's let's be honest. Sorry, okay. Now don't drop the. the what, what's with this? No, don't drop the flowers or the chocolate. Right, Sydney. Right, especially the chocolate. Yes, hello. (laughs) But then commit to doing it during Lent. It is a six-week series. Uh, So you you give it as a gift for Valentine's Day, either the husband or the wife giving the gift, but then commit to doing it, taking one day a week for each week of Lent. Watch the DVD. It comes with daily prayer exercises for the next seven days. Those are also included in the program. And then just do this. I guarantee you, if you stick with it for six weeks, by the end of Lent, you will have the most incredible Easter you've ever had and the most incredible Valentine gift you can ever give. Coupleprayer.com. Again, that's where you can get it. We also have a book. Uh, Bob and Kathy Ovius, the creators yep. of the series. Deacon Bob. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Deacon Bob wrote a book on couple prayer. And it basically takes the series and puts it into book form. So if you if you don't like watching DVDs, if you don't want to go through it at that pace, you can get the book and it provides you know pretty much the talks and, and the daily prayer exercises and everything that you need to you know to do the program without the DVDs. But yeah. again, to watch Bob and Kathy present on DVD is is just a much better approach to doing it. But that's the best thing we can best advice we can offer. Yeah, coupleprayer.com and again great Valentine's gift along with the flowers and the uh, and the candy and, and a dinner if restaurants are open in your area, why not do do all of the above? But one thing I think is really important that you mentioned that once you start doing something like this, it's not as if you go into the six weeks and then afterwards just because it's during let you drop it. This is oh. becoming a really good healthy habit and what happens is it prompts discussion, it prompts a unity in the way you're thinking about your Catholic faith and your prayer life and the discussions. For example, other things will branch off. Like you know Mm -hmm. that Deacon Dom and I, one of the ways we pray together is we do the Scripture means the world to us because we came back to the church through a Bible study. And so we make it a point, and even if we can't do it every morning because maybe he's at early Mass or whatnot as he was today, we'll sometime try to make it up in the day, or maybe we don't do it every day, but we've been pretty good the last 30 years at keeping it up for just about five, six, even seven days a week of doing the readings. And then we decided to add to that uh, to do a consecration, and now we're doing the consecration together to St. Joseph and reading the book to each other. And the discussions we're having about St. Joseph and what we're learning about devotion to him and about him is prompting a lot of really interesting discussions back and forth. So once you say yes, God begins to move you into a place where you're more open to a lot of things. Speaking of which, in the last few minutes, I do want to mention that you guys were with us last year for the first Good News Cruise, and I'm sure that this was um, something that was, you know, an, a, a fallout, positive fallout of knowing what time together means. And Ray was on with me yesterday, but I can't emphasize enough. I mean, a big Valentine's gift or maybe an anniversary gift would be to sign up for the Good News Cruise, goodnewscruise.com, because I'm telling you, As you said, Ken, being in the presence of so many couples, as we were talking Mm -hmm. about during the break, who are upholding marriage, praying together, dancing together, laughing together, having a great time, in addition to getting great 
information. There was nothing like that cruise last year. It was incredible. It was phenomenal. We loved every minute of it. Uh, and we were there with, with some other friends. And, and then the whole, you know, Ave Maria radio community, right. uh, people that we didn't know but got to know through the cruise, um, the, the talks, the, uh, uh, the, the, the celebration. It was a celebration mm-hmm. of marriage. Uh, and Signe surprised me with the trip. Uh, I, we didn't make the decision together. She she booked it and gave me a card with uh, little pictures of the cruise, and I finally figured out what was going on. And I was so excited. It was yeah. such a such a great. And we were. I mean, I think the last time we were on with you, T was from uh, the port at uh, Grand Cayman Island. Oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. we'll be doing the, the show. I think live at least two days uh, during the cruise. But it's such a great experience. Oh, Cindy, so what good. what so was it like good. for you? Oh my gosh, you know, like Ken said, um, there were just but the high numbers of all of us in that group, you know, with our lanyards, you know, you could just, um, it was a, a great way to just connect with people who you knew you were at one with, you know, so it was easy to go up to strangers and uh, just be part of the group. But like Ken said, the, the talks, the, the mass together, um, just... Everything was just such a unique experience, and um, I don't know that we've ever laughed so much in in a week. Um, It was, uh, I would really recommend, you know, anybody who is even thinking about it, just to do whatever you you need to do to to get there. Um, And we know a good number of people who had never been exposed to such a focus on marriage, marriage. like that right. and it had such a big impact on them yeah. um it really helps us to really embrace our sacrament of marriage and to celebrate it and realize how much we need to constantly be you know nurturing it and um and growing in it to let it be the fullness that God intends it to be and it was such a great blend, a perfect mix of, you know, some talks and mass and, uh, and then and just karaoke being on by Garendi. That exactly. was a highlight. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. having fun together and right. going to the beach and, you know, laying by the pool and having an adult beverage before dinner and, it was just a perfect blend. It was a perfect, perfect blend. And I love the story. I told this uh, the other day when Ray was on with me where there was a couple that went um, simply because they were, they just love and who doesn't, the work of uh, our own Father John Ricardo from the Archdiocese yeah. of Detroit. They said, we're going to come, we're going to enjoy the ship, and we're going to go hear Father John, and that's it. That's it. Meanwhile, oh. <laughs> they went, ended up going, Kenneth Signey, to every single presentation so yeah. anyway we're out of time we thank too. you so much you guys for your ministry and for staying uh, so strong in couple prayer couplepraycom we're going to miss seeing you in person this sunday as we always would with fran and rich walden from world marriage day but yeah. hopefully we'll regroup next year couplepraycom check it out great anniversary gift as ken said for valentine's day and then some also check out the good news cruise and the cabins are moving moving quickly goodnewscruise.com 2022 check out the speakers you won't believe it what a lineup we'll be right back would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. 
You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. 60 Seconds with Father Mitch Pacwa. Within the people of life and the people for life, that's who we are, the people of life and the people for life, part of our self-identity, the family has a decisive responsibility. This responsibility flows from its very nature as a community of life and love, founded upon marriage and from its mission to guard, reveal, and communicate love. The family and marriage has a mission to guard love, to protect it from false forms of love, from false uses of people, using people and abusing them. It also is to reveal love and communicate love. This is part of the family's and marriage's purpose. You reveal love to the world. You know, people say, oh, marriage is just a piece of paper. That's baloney. This is you saying to the public, I'm loving my wife and my husband and my children till death do us part. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. The EWTN home video highlight for February is Lourdes with the Franciscan Missionaries of the Eternal Word. Go on pilgrimage with Father Joseph Mary Wolf and Father John Paul Mary Zeller to the healing waters of Lourdes, where St. Bernadette first encountered Our Lady and where all are now called to conversion. Order your DVD set at EWTNRC.com 24 hours a day, 7 days a week or call 1-800-854-6316. so much for spending part of your Friday with us. Coming up on Monday, so excited. Love having Susan Chisoni on, author and speaker, and she's a dynamo. She is a hoot and a half, but she's got a brand new book out. It's going to be beautiful. I can't wait to talk to her about it because it is Praying with St. Faustina during Lent. And then also, always, also enjoy Gail Buckley's Scripture Verse of the Week, and I know you do too. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. All Catholic, all the time. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Help save lives in Denton. From February 17th to March 28th, the Denton community will take part in 40 Days for Life. Vigil hours are from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. daily. Come pray from February 17th to March 28th near the Planned Parenthood in Denton at the public right-of-way outside Planned Parenthood at 2436 South Interstate 35, Unit 340 in Denton. Sign up for prayer times by visiting our campaign at 40daysforlife.com slash Denton. Do you want a faith-filled Catholic community where your child will thrive? 
Discover Immaculate Conception Catholic School in Denton, where your child will receive the very best spiritual foundation, along with excellence in education. ICCS serves 250 students ages 3 through 8th grade. Whether it's living the rosary, the celebration of the Mass, or the formation of saints, scholars, musicians, and athletes, Our Lady School is the place to be. For more information, call 940-381-1155 to arrange a tour or visit catholicschooldenton.org. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.